So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta podcast. Guys, I am super excited because today is the first time that we have a guest on our show who is featured or has his own IMDb page. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> he's a camera operator. Specifically, he's a steady cam operator. This guy's a stud, guys. He, and uh, what's really cool about what uh, this guest does is he really focuses on fitness to improve his, his occupation in the film industry. So uh, without further ado, Tim, man, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for having me, man. This is this is great. This is yeah, great. of Thank course. You. Oh my gosh, guys. So uh, Tim, he's he's been a long term patient of or a long time patient of of athletes potential, and I remember the first time that I got to work with Tim or got to meet Tim was when he came into the office. He was working with Danny and one of our other providers. And he was going over how to do like, I think it was barbell muscle ups. If I'm, cause you had ring muscle ups down and you're trying to go over bar muscle ups or, or maybe was, I had those reversed, but it wasn't your normal fit. Yeah. It wasn't your normal PT routine. It was very fitness based. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, well, I just come out of a long PT routine because I had, um, I had, uh, hurt my, hurt my back or actually it was more of my heat, my hip. And then it locked up my back and Danny worked with me for, I don't know, about a, three weeks or a month, just like straight up needling and getting me back to normal. I, I put the barbell down and just mm-hmm. was doing all body weight stuff. And mm-hmm. then uh, when I met you, when I was just getting back to the barbell and just kind of moving a little more dynamically. Um, mm-hmm. And since I had him there and I had you there, we started to go into some bar muscle ups. I'm still working on my bar muscle ups. That's something that'll <laughs> be a work in progress for quite a while. But That's a work in progress um, for everybody, man. But yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. But I think that day was actually, it couldn't have been any more dynamic. I think it was like snatches and then bar muscle ups. It's like, for sure. It's like, yeah. So it, well, it was, but, I remember yeah. it was super cool because like, I mean, uh, I was still like, still just a baby with the company at that time. And I was coming from a, an in-network clinic and I was like, holy shit, man, I hadn't, I hadn't been able to work with somebody who, whose goal is to be able to snatch or do a barbell muscle up in such a long time. Cause you coming from a strength conditioning uh, world and going into rehab world and, and traditional in-network, it's just different. So, um, that was a super, yeah. uh, I knew I was in the right spot when, when I was able to work with you. So that's really cool. Um, now also, one of the things that's really cool about uh, what we do over at Athletes Potential is we get to work with some badass people in, in badass different industries. So one of them being the film industry, we work with a number of people, and I had no idea what a Steadicam operator does or, 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 how they, or what it is. So could you give our listeners a little bit of a background of, of what it is um, you do for the film industry? 
Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm kind a of a loaded question, I'm sure. Yeah, all good. I'm a camera operator, and a steady cam operator. Um, basically, I, um, you know, frame and perform these shots um, in movies and television, um, whether it's uh, handheld off the shoulder, whether it's, um, you know, remote head on a crane or on a dolly on, um, on a regular fluid head. But I also am a Steadicam operator, which is a stabilized device that you wear on your body. It's, um, you have a vest, which is attached to an isoelastic arm, which is then in turn attached to uh, a balanced camera platform where the camera sits on top. And it basically allows the camera to kind of float um, and takes your footsteps out of the out of the shot as a rather a, like a traditional handheld shot would. Um, yeah. So it's a, basically a device that you wear um, on your body. Um, so it's a pretty physically demanding um, thing. But, um, you know, when you see the machine work and you see what it does, it just makes things so um elegant and, and beautiful and it's a great storytelling device too um so for sure so uh, yeah i mean so it's like, a little bit yeah sorry, so, go ahead. Mm -hmm. no no go ahead as i said it's a little bit more complicated than like uh my gimbal that i use for my cell phone it sounds like <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> uh a little bit a little bit a little bit you know it gets heavy you know i, I did a show a couple years ago where i was wearing uh 92 pounds a year on my, oh my body gosh. um with the vest and the arm and the um, my Steadicam sled and the camera. Um, it was a really heavy camera package, and I did that for about uh, seven months. Um, Jesus. You know, yeah. Um, it was tough, but um, if it wasn't And how for, long are these packs on? Or how long will you be in this pack for? Um, how long what? Say it again. Yeah, so how long were you like operating a, a 97 or 92 pound camera system? Uh, are you wearing it for like hours at a time, minutes at a time? Uh, um, I would say it would be in one shot, like in one go when I pick it up off the stand, I would say um, depending how long the scene is and how many you know rehearsals we do or how many resets we do, um, you know, in the, in given, in the, in the take, I would say, I don't know, I'd probably carry it around for 15 or 20 minutes and then put Dang. it down for like a minute and put it down for like a minute and then <laughs> pick it back up again and, and go again for another like eight or nine minutes and then put it back down. And, you know, so it's like, it's very sort of like interval, you know, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's when the machine, when you're moving with it, it actually helps to be moving with it. It's when you do like, little slow, slow movements, like little slow tracking shots or little push-ins or little slow dolly moves or wraparounds. Um, mm -hmm. That's when it can start to get taxing because um, it, it feels better to have it be moving and your legs moving with it. It's when you're just standing there holding uh, mm -hmm. the weight is when it um, can start to get taxing. But, you know, in those moments during a given scene, if it's a dramatic scene and, you know, somebody's given – a super, you know, hardcore emotional performance. Um, yeah. You know, I, it can't be my fault that we have to stop, you know. Um, <laughs> Probably the last what, thing you want. You know, yeah, you know, and it's really what, 
what it kind of boils down to. It's like, you know, especially in handheld and in, in Steadicam, um, when your body is involved, you know, it's, it's your body, the camera and the actors, and you're trying to, uh, you know, allow them just to do whatever it is they need to do. You know, um, yeah. you don't want to have to keep going again because you can't hold the camera. Or you can't do this little push in or, you know, you know, shift your weight from left to right. So slightly just so, <laughs> you know, to make, to make a better shot, you know, and you, know, you do that over and over again. So yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> um, is, and this may be, if I'm, if I'm getting too personal, feel, feel free to tell me to, uh, you know, no, walk on. On. but, um, <laughs> Well, is, it depends. Is, <laughs> yeah, right. Is uh, is Scarlett is, is Scarlett Johansson? Is there a story of yours with the slow pan and Scarlett Johansson? Is there what? Is there a story? Is Scarlett? Uh, so I think was it you who was telling me that like you were trying to do a like a slope like is Scarlett Johansson like a big time crush of yours by chance? I mean, she's of of any guys, uh, I assume. Yeah, we'll just go with that. <laughs> okay, sure. But then, like, did you have to do like? Uh, I'll never forget. There's some. I think I thought it was you. It could be somebody else. But was telling me the story of like you were trying to do a slow pan, but like it was so heavy, and it was like a death scene or some some dramatic acting scene, and you're like, do not punk out in front of Scarlett Johansson <laughs> as you're trying to like oh, control yeah. this eighty pound totally. camera uh, across uh, in a very slow weight shift across the uh, across the set there. <laughs> Yeah, it was on, that was um, uh, Avengers uh, during, during the second unit. And I don't know if you've seen Avengers Infinity War yep. Yep. or Endgame. Um, you know, it's when she is about to, well, I'm probably gonna have to ruin this for your listeners. But anyway, it's right before, it's right at, right as, you know, Scarlett Johansson, um, we say goodbye to Black Widow. Uh -huh. and, gotcha. Uh, is in that moment was happening. I had no idea like the intensity of what was going on. until somebody basically told me like literally right before we were going to roll. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, this happens. And I was like, Oh <laughs> dang. Like, all right. But yeah, you know, it's oh, like yeah. you know, that camera was like just handheld camera. That was um, an Alexa 65. So that was an IMAX camera, um, mm -hmm. big, uh, heavy handheld um <laughs> Yeah, just doing this like little slow, dramatic little push on her, you know, as yeah, you know, she's about to she go down. Moves so. on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so, so you don't want to punk out in front of her, you know. No, yeah, of course know? not. <laughs> of course not, man. That'd be the last person you'd want to punk out in front of. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but okay, so then our, so I would assume then yep. that uh, do you get chosen because of your fitness and from somebody else or like is is, is are all steady are the steady cam people on set just like the yoked camera guys walking around or is uh or, or do some people make their jobs a little bit harder than it needs to be by not focusing on fitness um I, it, it definitely varies i mean there are some guys out there who are you know legends uh <laughs> legendary steady cam operators and they are um you know, they focus a lot on probably, you know, flexibility and, you know, um, leg strength and stamina. Everybody has their own regimen, you know. Um, yeah. I, a lot of guys do, like, yoga and Pilates. Some guys mm -hmm. do CrossFit type work style workouts like I do. Some guys just run. Um, some guys, all they do is just put the Steadicam on and just do that, you know. They'll yeah. practice That's in fair. That is or, enough of a workout, yeah. You know, or do that. Yeah. And like, you know, some, there's kind of, you know, different schools of thought that, you know, you just get better by just 
keep putting it on and um and you get better and stronger by getting used to how it feels um mm-hmm. but you're using your legs and hips and back muscles and everything in your core so much um i just like having more of like a regimen um personally uh, okay just because uh, you know i grew up playing soccer and athlete so i just kind of think of it more like that mm-hmm. um and that is kind of how it feels on set you know you're doing something um physical you're using your brain you're using your body you're combining those two to do something creative um so uh you know the the fitness part of it is very important because it allows me just to maintain a creativity you know it's like it's like anything it's like if you if your body's failing you it's harder to focus you know yeah and you know, I feel like it's like with anything, you know, like if I show up to set one day and I, let's say I train too hard, you know, cause I'll, I'll still train while I'm on a show. I just won't train as much um, just because mm-hmm. of time. But, yeah. um, you know, if I have like a, you know, like a later call time, like a two o'clock, 2 PM call time, I'll go try to get in the gym around, you know, nine or 10 for a mm-hmm. couple hours. Um, but if I show up to set, a little tight, a little sore, maybe a little sore, tight from, you know, just the workload with steady mm-hmm. the previous day. And I'm not feeling, um, you know, comfortable or loose. You know, I definitely feel it in my brain. I don't feel as um, focused. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel as if uh, sometimes it's um, hard to dig down, dig deep and really go into the creative part of your brain when you're, at least for me, when, um, when my body's hurting. So yeah. if my body's feeling good and I can, I can hold these shots, you know, and I can keep doing, going take after take after take, mm-hmm. and they're only going to get better because the actors are doing better and I'm doing better. Um, you know, I, I feel like I'm helping the director, I'm helping the show and, you know, and in turn, you know, helping my job. So it all kind of feeds itself. Um, but I feel like being, fit in order to hold these cameras it's like it's also going to give me longevity in my career for yeah. sure for sure important. yeah mm-hmm. dude heck yeah i thought it, i think it's a really interesting comparison they made between like uh your profession and being an athlete right or, or being a part of this team because i mean on set uh i mean i've never been on set by any means but i feel like i vicariously have through all the patients i'm going to work with in the film industry where it, it really does seem like everything's just it's such controlled chaos. It seems like on, oh, on yeah, set, totally. and yeah. uh, and that's exactly what it is out on a playing field too. And, you, and you're very much so relying on everybody to do their job so that you can do yours. So, um, I, yeah. I, I, it's it's very easy to see that comparison once you made it. Uh, and you know, it's something else that you, that you've said that's interesting. Uh, you've mentioned a couple times in terms of like the flexibility needed. Uh, you said some some of the operator camera operators they'll do a lot of yoga or stretching. And then uh, you said, like, if you're if you don't mm-hmm. feel like you have the the ability to move quite as much, you feel a little stiff. It, it can kind of impact your creativity a little bit. Is are there like awkward positions that you have to get in, or are you really forced into some uh, some some like in range positions as you're working with this, or is it just like general ease of movement throughout normal ranges kind of kind of stuff? No, you find yourself in all sorts of awkward things. You know, gotcha. Um, awkward positions. So a lot of um, you know, like for instance, like when you're going handheld and your um the camera's on your shoulder um mm-hmm. you know i'm tall i'm a i'm yep. six one and um so when the 
you know, when I have the cameras on my shoulder, the lens height is a, about where my eye actually is, maybe, you know, an inch lower or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and invariably, um, you know, it, the, the, the lens height is always determined by, you know, the actor you're shooting and also the mm-hmm. feel of the shot that you're doing. So if I'm, you know, um, looking at an actor that's, you know, five, six, um, and I'm six one looking down at an actor. It's just not a very good angle. Um, that's you want, yeah. I think, uh, cinematically. So yeah. you have to get in like a squatted position. Right. But mm-hmm. if you sit on something, then you can't, you don't have the freedom of movement to, you know, make the little adjustments that you need or, you know, or move from, you know, one mark to the next as the scene progresses, you know, um, yeah. around the set. So, you know, you're constantly sort of in these sort of not ideal positions. I would say you're, that happens more often than when you're just being able to stand there and, you know, have your, have your core locked perfectly and your elbows in a spot and like <laughs> and you're at a perfect height and your knees are slightly bent. That like never happens. Like I'm always yeah. squatting or having to, having to kneel and then certain part of the scene you you know then you got to stand up and and walk and then you know spin around and then sit back down and things Mm -hmm. like that so your body is definitely not in normal positions you're bent over sometimes like hinging at your hips with the Mm -hmm. weight out in front of you um, for part of it which is you know I try to set myself up so I never have to do that Um, yeah right you know and that's just from and that's actually from you know, learning to properly lift a barbell and to lift, you know, and to, and to lift the kettlebell and to, and to squat properly. And it's totally parallel functional, Mm -hmm. the functionality of functional fitness. It, it like directly parallels all the stuff I, I do at work. It's like, I have to set myself up and set the shot up and set my, um, body up as the scene progresses so that everything feels normal because when it if it doesn't feel normal you'll hit a weak spot in your body and the camera Mm -hmm. starts to shake or you won't be able to last as long or you know if they want like a little push in you know from this one position it's like oh i can't quite get there because i'm not low enough or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's never and it's never the same it's different like literally every time like, I mean, it's crazy. It's yeah. Crazy. So then will you, so you, really will you take that? Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, finish. Go ahead. I, I was say, so then will you, so if you find like a position or like a shot that's particularly difficult, will you then go and like try to find some form of uh, fitness modality that will help you get stronger in that position? Um, Yes and no. Um, mm-hmm. I will, mm-hmm. you know, I find myself doing more like, like, um, Cossack squats actually. Cause that little weight shift left to right, getting low. Yeah. And, you know, you know, squatting Dude, on totally one leg that. and getting low with the weight, with, with the weight out in front of you, you know, um, uh, Marcus and I were actually talking about that, but that's a good little technique to do. So yeah. I'm doing that with a kettlebell. Um, so yeah, sometimes, usually I just kind of go right back to what I know. Like if I'm feeling myself in between takes, like getting fatigued and I can feel like, oh man, yeah, my, you know, that my left hip is starting to fire again. Cause that's kind of where I, um, uh, where, um, 
I kind that's of carry a lot child, of man. the load. That's my problem, child. I end up, yeah. <laughs> leaning, you know, I end up leaning on my left foot, you know, and it's like it's what I've done all my life playing soccer. I, my my left foot has been my plant foot, and it's where mm-hmm. I put my weight and everything. And um, so, but yeah, I, you know, you just I try to just keep my flexibility up, and yeah. just go back back to those things of, you know, flexing your core um keeping your core tight you know taking those little breaths um in order to to do it right you know um little micro movements you know all those little micro movements um you know when you're holding a camera yeah i I think that's great man i think that's um you know i we talk about on the show a lot like the overlooked aspects of fitness um and I think one of them is absolutely the ability to, uh, I mean, essentially what you're doing is you're increasing your strength reserve, right? So if we, if we want to think about like redlining the system a little bit, like you can now give yourself a lot more in weaker positions because you're not already redlining, if that makes sense. Um, like you've got a strong squat, totally. you've got a strong deadlift. So if you get in some of these like awkward positions, well, it's not going to absolutely gas you out right of the way. You can finish a shot and you can, and you can get the look that you want because of the, because of the work that you're putting in offset. Um, and, and I think that's, that's, that's the beautiful part about fitness is it makes life just a little bit easier, whether it's occupational or personal or whatever the case may be. Um, now, have you always been into CrossFit or is that, has that always been your main workout modality? Has there been a, something else before? It's Cause you're a soccer player a pretty good soccer player uh, throughout your uh, uh, um, athletic days, we'll say, or youth, a little bit more youthful days, we'll say. And then um, did you make a switch <laughs> and did you go straight into CrossFit from that? Or was it uh, um, or was there, or was it a little bit of a trial and error there? Um, yeah. I mean, I played soccer all the way up through college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that after that I was just doing like just sort of like standard sort of workout. I guess more of like a bodybuilding style workout, you know. Uh, for sure. With um, you know, um, so it'd be like you know I'll go for a run and then I'll go to the gym and then I'll do some bench and then I'll you know do some work on my back and blah 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 and like you know <laughs> do some squats. But squatting and deadlifting never really was part of that, you know. Um, it wasn't until I worked with another Steadicam operator, this guy, um, Jason Elson, who's an um, incredible human being, incredible camera operator, Steadicam mm-hmm. operator. He's Australian, and we were working on a movie together. And we just got to talking, and he was like, so what do you do for fitness to stay up with your, you know, with your camera work and your Steadicam work? Mm-hmm. And I told him, and he was just like, you should – I was like, what do you do? And I got, he said, why do you – I'm doing CrossFit. He was like, CrossFit is basically the steady cam fitness. He was like, you'll see. He <laughs> says, so give it a try. He goes, try it. And I guarantee you, you'll become a better operator. And I was like, all right, done. And yeah. I started Sold. like, I started like a month later. And Dang. I went into it with that in mind, with that in mind to be like, okay. So I kind of broke down what camera operating is fitness wise, mm-hmm. what it entails, the, the, the things I could work on, the things I, you know, get um, frustrated with, with my body, um, mm-hmm. especially with the steady cam. And then um, went, took that and went into, into 
CrossFit RX with that in mind, you know, mm-hmm. um, and talked about that with, um, you know, Kelly and the other trainers and stuff. And, uh, and that was it. Um, and then I just nice. kind of loved all the, all the movements, you know, I loved the barbell, all the stuff with the barbell, um, and the pull-ups and the wall balls. I mean, they're, you know, you know, but that darn bike, uh, the assault bike, <laughs> no thanks. I, I can yeah. do it without that bike. I'll, I'll row any day. Get rid of that bike, man. That thing has just got to go. I know Dude, the assault bike is trash, man. Nobody it's likes metabolically, that. Metabolically, it's amazing, but God, that thing is just the worst <laughs> Um, but that type of mentality going into it is what, uh, and then is, is what really helped because as I got stronger doing CrossFit, I found myself being able to last longer in the rig. I felt yep. better at work. I was stronger. I had my my brain was just kind of working in this different space, um, mm-hmm it was like I could just trust my body. And once I could oh, trust my body to, to do these things, um, my creativity opened up because I was like, oh yeah, I can put the camera over there and I can hold it there for this amount of time. And then I can do this little push and then I can relieve myself by bringing my body around the camera on this side and you know, things like mm-hmm. that. I'm, you know, walk backwards for 200 feet this way and then I'll go sideways and you know, I can <laughs> shift my weight better, you know? And it's like literally, I mean, CrossFit is like moving with weight. You know, yeah, I mean, for sure. Anything. I mean, like, you know, if you're doing a farmer's carry or a, um, you know, a front rack carry and a, you know, overhead, you know, kettlebell overhead in one arm and the front rack on the other side and, and doing walks with that. I mean, that's basically steady cam. Yeah, you know? um, for sure. Moving with the weight, you know, and, and making sure that as you're moving with the weight, the weight isn't like you said, redlining you or taxing you. Um, mm-hmm. If I could train at a higher weight, you know, not crazy high. I'm not trying to get sure. like, you know, Matt Fraser strength. I'm trying <laughs> to get it yeah. so that I can carry these range of camera weights um, mm-hmm. effectively and efficiently and creatively. So. Yeah. Well, I think you're crushing it, man. And uh, you're pretty close to Matt Fraser. I think you'd give him a run for his money at this point. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah you know yeah exactly yeah you you put a split screen with me and matt fraser and like you, you know, wouldn't be able to tell the difference right <laughs> get it. I'm on, not one bit yeah exactly exactly especially in that snatch you know it's like i got oh, my 55 sure. snatch down just the other day right so. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those guys are different different breeds of human that can throw 350 plus pounds up over their head it's absurd um it's insane it's insane. That's just crazy. That fair. And the, that you know, fair. it's crazy. Those guys are huge. Those guys are huge. And their flexibility is just insane. Like being oh, able man. to sit overhead in the bottom of a squat is just, it just makes no sense. None at all. None at all. Um, dude, this has been great. I, I have one other question for you. One other little topic that I kind of sure. want to dive into with you. Uh, Cause I think this is, this is something else that just fascinates me really about the film industry is, I mean, your guys is, uh, schedule is like almost gypsy esque. <laughs> like you are, you, you're um, not working for an extended period of time. It could be months at a time. And then all of a sudden you're working like 16 hour days in, and we'll call it like Austin, Texas for like three months at a time. Right. Um, and, and, you know, you yeah. can always pick and choose based on like what, what family allegations are, I guess to a degree, but what is, how, what is that like for you and how do you maintain some form of fitness 
regime in those heavier periods? Because, I mean, is there like a, is there a gym on set that you guys or in the recording studio that you guys can use, or do you just have to flat out just make it a priority and be like, you know what, no, I gotta get it, I gotta get make sure I get it in, even though I'm tired and, and exhausted from working for sixteen hours at a time. Yeah, it's definitely the second one. Um, okay, you, you know, I'll work. You know, the schedule is so weird. You look at a film schedule for um, for any given week, and it's not, it's never, you know, 8 to 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., you know, unless you're on yeah. a specific show. There's specific shows um, that will do that, but most shows don't do that. Where, gotcha. you know, I'll, I'll start at 7 a.m. on a Monday and work till, let's say, 8 p.m. So that's 13 hours there. And then um, based on the schedule of like what the actors are doing and people have their turnaround times, which is their rest period in between um, your working hours, um, you know, the next day is a little bit later. So the next day, you know, Tuesday, let's say, would be, oh, we're going to have a 9 a.m. call time, which means we don't wrap until 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see all the progression. All of a sudden by Friday, you're going into work at 3 p.m and you're walking to your door for your weekend at, uh, you know, 4 a.m. And, uh, and then have to be back at it at 7 a.m. on Monday. <laughs> so Saturday is it's basically crazy. shot, unless you can get a little something in, you know, Saturday, and then, you know, Sunday will be a training day for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's kind of fluctuates like that, and that'll go on for six months, you know. Yeah. And, uh, or, you'll do a, or you'll do a whole week of just nights. You know, mm-hmm. or two weeks of just nights. I did, I did a movie once where we did a whole month of nights. Oh, and I, in, I was going into work at uh, 8 p.m. because it was in the summer. So I didn't have to be mm-hmm. at work until 8 p.m. And then, um, you know, walking in the door at um, 8 a.m. And yeah. then sleep till 2 and try to go work out a little bit and then go to work at night. Did that for a month. You know, some, some shows do that for months. And it's yeah. Like, no, thanks. <laughs> but yeah, the schedule is yeah. like trying to, trying to, you know, basically trying to fit it in is what you have to do. Um, I will look at it. Uh, I will look at a call time and be like, okay, if I have a 10 a.m., I could, I'll go row in my garage for 20 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. and then do a little something at home. Um, mm-hmm. If I have a, if it's like a noon call time, you know, course different now with this pandemic going on but before sure. i would just go go to do go to um do a crossfit wad at like you know 9 a.m or 8 a.m and then eat a good mm-hmm. breakfast and then just go to work so nice but trying to squeeze yeah. it in is definitely what you end up the show i'm on now actually they have a gym built for the actors because it's a pretty physical show for the actors so they have a whole gym built and um the stunt coordinator was actually, we were discussing it. Um, I was like, man, I was like, is there a way I can get in there? Cause I looked at all the <laughs> equipment, man, they got that thing set up. And I was like, Oh yeah. man, I got to get in here. And he was like, he was like, you come in here anytime. So I was like, heck yeah. So that's Dope. the first time I've actually had access to gym on set. You know, a lot of guys do, you know, work down on a truck or, you know, behind a set wall, you see people do a banging out push-ups and stuff or yeah, you know, whatever. But for sure. Is it, is it a game changer to have yeah. that gym on set? You're like, oh man, this should be every set. Yeah, totally. I mean, I haven't, you know, it's funny because like I just discovered it right before um, we broke for holiday hiatus. So when we go back uh, next week, I'm going to be all over that thing. 
Nice. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, they, they got <laughs> yeah they got it set up nice, man. They got a whole road rig and sleds and all sorts what? of stuff. What? I was like, ooh, this is, Dang. this is juicy. I like it. But, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. but one more thing I wanted to say is like, there's also this part of it where you know, coming in to get PT work, I get like maintenance work. And I know like I'll come in and see you or, or Marcus or Danny and, um, you know, might make my appointment, you know, Claire will be like, so is there anything going on? I'm like, nope, just maintenance. And then yeah, just go in and just talking to you guys and being like, oh yeah, I'm feeling a little tightness here. And, you know, like, you know, working with my problem child hip or, you know, <laughs> just getting needled and just kind of like resetting your brain. You know I mean? The physical therapy mm-hmm. is, important to not only do when you're have a problem but i think maintenance wise it just kind of allows you to check in with you know professionals that know how to sort of help you out um, for sure you know i'm a little um, biased but i so. think that's super important <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> um, but i think you're spot on i think you bring up a really good point it's uh, the medical world is so weird uh here here in the united states where it's like well everyone just waits until there's a problem, you know, um, versus if you can, not yeah. you know, I guess you can get by with that for a while, but like versus if you can get some just maintenance done, um, on some form of regular basis, it doesn't have to be weekly or, or monthly. It could be quarterly or, or just, you know, by, by even we'll say yeah. like just something to know that like, yep. all right, I'm going to go work. I'm working with somebody who, um, this is their, jo- their life, right? Like this is what they do. They can help me out. They can set me on the right track. It's, it's almost like consultative based at that point, right? Like, why would you spin your wheels and um, live with pain or, or be like um, on this spectrum where it's not quite an injury yet, but it can turn into one. Yeah. You don't really know where to, what to do. So then you just take a break from working out and now you're not getting your create. Now you're not as creative as work. And now uh, you're not as creative as work. So now you're pissed off when you get home, <laughs> you know, like um, it yeah. can just turn into this whole snowball effect. So it, it really makes no sense on oh, why right. more people don't um, take a proactive approach to their healthcare. And um, I love that you do that. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think mm-hmm. it's super intelligent. Yeah, it helps because it's like, you know, I, I learn so much when I'm in there. Um, yeah, I learn something every time. Um, you know, one time, um, one time Danny and I, like we did some needling and then we just like talked for like 40 minutes and we just yeah. like discussed sleep we discussed mm-hmm. stress, how your body reacts to Huge. stress and anxiety, how the two are, how the two are connected, how anxiety and stress will, uh, you know, increase inflammation, which can increase pain, which it can increase, you know, decrease mobility and like all these things and how it can just all just turns into literally one big circular machine. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I've, referred to me a couple books you know and so it's definitely not just oh my elbow hurts let's go fix that you know it's like well what else right. is going on like you know for sure like how does your yeah you have a sore neck but how does it feel when you're sleeping you know is yeah it, are you sleeping bad you know like oh, it could be all sorts of things you know and i think with with that kind of thing it's it helps you you know later with you know, with, with the job and pretty much with any job, really, I think, um, you know, sure. being on top of your body will just allow you to just live better, work better, sleep better. I mean, we can all sleep better, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> we, everybody, all, we, everybody can all, we all need a little bit better sleep, sleep right? 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, man, I totally agree. And, and you know, that, that kind of goes into like the four pillars of healthcare that we look at, you know, um, like mm-hmm. you can be a badass in the gym and you can be, and you can be, um, you know, just crushing every day. But if you're only getting four hours of sleep and, uh, oh, by the way, your work is super stressful or maybe your home life is a little stressful or, you know, you have a, your, some issue that's not gnawing at you and you don't have good stress management uh, strategies. Uh, guess what? You're gonna you, your body will perceive pain a little bit at a, at a higher rate. I think that for this, I don't remember the name of the study, but they um, they were essentially showing that like one night of poor sleep can um, multiply your perception of pain by I forget the factor, but it was crazy. It was like twice. It was like a it can like double your perception of pain or something like that by one bad night of sleep. Wow. And, uh, wow. So I mean, you start you start compounding that, and you have people who are chronically not sleeping very well and you can see how all of a sudden your tendons just start or like you know your patella tendon or your knee starts hurting you really bad right you don't really know what it's from because you're not working out right or you haven't yeah. done anything different yeah and um or you know your shoulder starts hurting you because you're you, you're carrying around a 90 pound camera you're like well i've been doing this my whole career why is it now starting to hurt me and uh and it's not always just and it's not always like oh well it's just tendonitis that you have going on it's a lot of times it's a lot of other life factors and as a healthcare provider, it's going to be really tough for you to know all those things unless you've had the opportunity to work to work with somebody over a little bit of a continued basis, right? So, um, and establishing yeah. that trust and yeah. knowing what that what that person's life uh, lifestyle is like, and all those other aspects become so important for uh, I mean, not just your occupational health by any means, but for your ability to enjoy life. You know. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, for and sure. like you know, it helps you. It helps you heal better. You know, you heal faster. You heal. Yep. You just kind of have a different. You can troubleshoot things on your own. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some of my friends I work with, they make fun of me because you know they'll be sitting a certain way, or I see them pick something <laughs> up a certain way. They'll pick up a camera case, and I'm like, oh, don't do it like that, please. <laughs> like, You're hurting me. Pick that thing up properly. You're hurting yeah. me watching you do that. Like, don't do that. Right. <laughs> um, but also, you know, having, uh, you know, learning about your own body and how it reacts to certain things, um, I think is super, super important. And I, I feel like it's helped me, um, learn from you guys and, um, you know, and then going forward with my job, it helps, um, it just compounds itself and allows you to, you know, heal quicker and faster if you have, you know, at least some knowledge of yeah. why things are, you know? Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, I come in, I come in to see you guys and, you know, one of the first times, you know, I went and saw Danny. Um, he was like, all right. He was like, he's like, sit down in that chair for me. Is there, right, I'll, I'll stand up. Is that, right, I'll sit back down again. He had me do that like five times. And I was like, what's going on? And he was like, yep. <laughs> he was like, I can see what's going on here with your toe, mm-hmm. you know? And then and I can tell you're, you know, you're, you're right toe is going out a little bit so you have that internal rotation yep. you're right he was like I, I guarantee you that's why your left is jacked up and mm. and boom and that's what it is and if I don't work on my internal rotation on my right side and I don't stretch it or do all the mobility stuff and if I just let it go I notice that my left starts to take over and it For um, sure yeah, and if I can spot that on my own, it saves me from either having to come in to see you guys, heck yeah, or from getting from getting hurt, you know. Heck and, yeah, um, man. So Both are important. Knowledge is power. <laughs> <laughs> heck yeah, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, 
and, and not only is it power, but it allows you to be a badass at what you do, man. Um, and, and, and that's truly the case because the, the amount of people that, that come in and, and work with us from the film industry are like, oh, yeah, I know Tim. Um, it, it definitely speaks to uh, <laughs> either one, how much you, either you talk about us a lot and or you're just really good at what you do and people recognize that. So <laughs> I'm sure it's the latter. Yeah, well, it's both. I, I, well, I'm trying to get free sessions. So that's really there, there you go. I think you're, you're two referrals away and you'll get one. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice. Okay. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost at 100 referrals. So I see how you're you're almost there. Your punch card is right there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Tim, man, I really appreciate your time this afternoon and coming and coming on the show and talking with us and um, a little bit of, of a different take on, on what the podcast is. And I love it. I couldn't wait to get you on here because I think uh, what you do is incredible. And uh, I think a lot of people can learn from how you kind of handle certain situations. So um, thanks again so much, Tim. And uh, we'll talk soon, my man. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed this. This was great. I appreciate it. So I'll see you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.